And what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting episode of WWE Mentality. Well, thank everybody for joining us on this podcast this week. As you all may know, I am Justin, a.k.a. HCP, a.k.a. your big bad booty daddy, whatever you want to call me. You know, things like that works out great. And, of course, I'm always joined by my buddy, co-host of the podcast of WWE Mentality, Jamie Wentz, Ralph, Jr., Mr. Wonderful. He's got a, he's a man of many names, but one dis- one description of him would be, well, Mr. Wonderful, I guess. How you doing, Jr.? I'm quite wonderful this evening, and uh, it's a little bit of chilly out there today, which I, I, I was very, I was very, hey, I like it. I'm just saying it was chilly. It feels quite amazing here but, across the eastern portions of North Carolina. But talking about WWE, we're about to heat things up. Really? Oh, yes, yeah. we are. We got a lot to talk about, my man. We do, but I do need to mention that this uh, podcast, WWE Mentality, is all brought to you by OVX Chevy. Yes, at the foot of the right Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk. Who can put you in the Chevy? The Chevy man can. Check them out online at obxchevy.com. JR. Gosh, we do have a lot to <laughs> a go lot. over today, man. A whole lot. We've got to go. We've got Clash of Champions recap, Raw, SmackDown. You watched NXT last NXT. night. We are NXT. That's and we've for actually, sure. We actually have uh, something that may be taking place next week on this very same day. Um, actually, I know it's going to happen. I just don't know exactly what time yet. I think it's going to be next week at noon. We're going to be doing an interview with a woman by the name of Jesse Jones. Mm. Uh, from the Wow Women of Wrestling on Axis TV, got that situated uh, just uh, a few moments ago. But uh, let's let's jump right into it. What do you say, Jr.? Hey, I'm ready to go. Clash of Champions happened this past Sunday night, live from <clears throat> Charlotte, North Carolina, Queen City, and it, it started out. I mean, the, during the pre-show, of course, you've got a couple different matches. I didn't. I wasn't sure what matches were going to take place. Of course, I knew the cruiserweight was going to yeah. happen, but the United States Championship was on the line during the pre-show. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I agreed with that. Uh, that's what I thought. I texted you and was like, "That's kind of." I want to say a slap in the face, but you know, yeah, I would have put another match on there. I mean, maybe. you had Cedric Alexander in the match. Oh, come that on, makes man. sense to me. No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come but let's, on, man. Let's start there with the United States Championship. AJ Styles against Cedric Alexander. Anything you took away from that match, JR? Um, we uh, Going into it, I knew it was going to be a good match. Both real athletic people. Uh, great superstars, great talents. Unfortunately, I picked the wrong guy. You picked the right guy, so you are 1-0 right now. But um, it was a great match. I wanted Cedric to win. I thought they would have really gave it to him being in Charlotte, being not his, not his hometown, I don't think, but he's definitely from North Carolina. I think he bills himself from Charlotte, though, to be honest with you. Oh. I think he does, but you know what? He- you know who else bills himself in North Carolina where they're not supposed to be? One of the Revival guys. Well, no. Which you don't like. He bills himself. <laughs> Scott Dawson bills Scott himself Dawson, from yeah. Hill Devil Hills right here in our backyard. Uh, and he's really from White Bull, but that's a different story. Those are fighting words. AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles had a look of fury in his face the entire match, in my opinion. He was out there for blood, and I think he got it, okay? He really laid it all out there, and it's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pummel Cedric Alexander and kind of put him back where he belongs in 205 Live for just... That's I don't, kind of I don't think Cedric's done though, and you know, I don't. I don't think his time climbing the ladder is done. I don't think it is either. But that's kind of how. That's what I took away from the match was AJ Styles was out for blood. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Jr. Oh, I can't dig it. I'm I, not I, in it. I'm, I'm not in it either. I mean, they had to create. There were. I think they had two different angles they could create here with this. Being as Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman had to match later on that night. It was either A, they're still tag team partners, and they their match later on was going to be interesting due to the fact that they retained, or B, there was going to be some sort of hiccup in the match, which there was, to where it set up a little bit of, hey, we got screwed, you know, you screwed me, for lack of better terms. Yeah. And that's exactly how it all went down, because at one point, Braun Strowman shoved I don't remember if it was Dolph or Robert Roode, and they hit Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins was about to make his move because Seth Rollins was the legal man in the ring. Right. And uh, that that caused Seth Rollins to lose his handling, 
and get rolled up and pinned. And that, in turn, caused Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins to lose their tag team championships. And and Braun, when he was getting out of the ring, they showed the replay up on the big screen. And Braun just kind of turned around and looked at Seth and just shook his head and climbed out of the ring and walked off. And then Seth, he saw it all happen and he just shook his head and walked backstage too. So not a whole lot of like, you just messed us up, you just screwed us. It was like a, I'll see you later kind of thing, you know? Right. And Braun kind of directly, you know, at backstage was like, yeah, so we lost and Seth's fault and he's going to get these hands. So. I mean, I kind of knew that was going to happen. I mean, it's usually how WWE works where uh, I think we've seen it before where tag team champions have a match later on that night or the the day after or or something along those lines. But I kind of knew that their reign as champions was not going to be too much longer, whether they won Sunday night or whether they lost it on Monday. So Yeah, I think it, 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 a lot of it had to do with, uh, you know, you're right. I agree with you. They weren't going to end up losing it much sooner than anybody else would have lost. Yeah. It. Uh, but it was it, it played for an interesting story uh, angle. But at the same time, like, uh, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I have kind of have mixed feelings about it still. I saw a picture like uh, there was there was one of Robert Root or his dad, I guess, his name, uh, ravishing Rick Root. Yes. And then Mr. Perfect, and they're kind of like Dolph and and Robert right. Root, kind of like the same. Yes. So I don't know if they're trying to like relive history or rewrite it or something. I don't know, but that's kind of who they relate to. Right, right, right. Uh, but right after that, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, she and Charlotte Flair had their match with SmackDown Women's Championship. And, of course, Charlotte being from the Queen City, which is Charlotte, North Charlotte. Carolina, I thought for sure she was going to end up becoming a 10-time champion the other night. And that was my well, pick. Yeah, that was – yeah, and, of course <laughs> – Bailey ended up retaining, but you saw how she won. She's a cheater. She's dirty now. I mean, but the thing is, Jr. I asked. In for some it. ways, it's <laughs> it's beautifully poetic. It's like this hugger, this lover of all things, has got a bit of a twisted dark side to her. It's almost beautiful. I told you last week. She kind of reminded me of. Uh, it's not even comparable, but the the two personalities, like Bray Wyatt and the Fiend kind of reminded me of her like I could see that I mean you had this nice girl remember the backstage segment last week where her and uh, Ember Moon were talking she's yeah. like oh I haven't changed not yeah. at all yeah, yeah, and then yeah. goes out there and and lays some chair shots I think on, on Charlotte but yeah I see yeah so but that's um, the thing she exposed that turnbuckle yeah smacked Charlotte's head into it and then rolled her up and pinned her bottom line that was that was the end of it she hey I can't say much. I asked for it. So well, but the thing is, is you <laughs> I know, I don't like what? Charlotte losing, but I asked I, for it. And I'm going to say it again, Jr. I think you're to blame for Bailey's heel turn. <laughs> well, Jr. tweeted thing. her and was like, "You need to get a little bit nasty, drop this hugging stuff, and get a little bit nasty with your image." So Jr. is the one to blame for Bailey turning this sweetly poetic disaster of a, a individual that has has created a, a monster out of herself by. Not hugging so much and maybe bending the rules slightly. I don't know. I still think she needs to get rid of uh, Sasha, though. You so, think she should ditch Sasha? Yeah, I mean, we've all seen it where Sasha's turned on Bailey, but I think soon, rather than uh, later, I hope, uh, Bailey turns on Sasha. I I expect it to come at some point. I just don't like her with, with Sasha. But very well could. Very well could, but... Moving on into the next match, the revival in the New Day. New tag team champions. New tag team champions, the revival. And I'll be honest, they had a look of uh a look of, of will and determination the other night. I mean, they didn't let up when Xavier Woods was laying there in agonizing pain because it was and his knee looked offset. Did you notice that? His knee you, looked uh, Xavier Woods? Yes. In that match, man, his knee looked offset and they didn't let up. They hit the shatter machine. Had the shatter machine on Xavier's injured leg. Yeah. And, I mean, they hit Big E with the shatter machine outside the ring in order to stun him and keep him down for a little bit. And that's when they just started pummeling Xavier Woods. Beat him. I mean, outright. So, I mean, the, the, the eye of the tiger was in the corner of the revival that night. Well, it was I've... a new day, and it just wasn't the new day's day. 
They're the only tag team that has held the NXT champion, tag champions, the Raw tag champions, and now the SmackDown champions. Has the New Day done that? Nope. I'm not a New Day fan, man. I just, I'm a fan, but I'm not jumping on the bandwagon like everybody else is. See, I, I can't, I mean, I like the New Day. I just can't get on. I have my own personal reasons why I don't like the revival. Okay, and it's more personal than WWE. We're not going to get into that right now. But women's tag team champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross they defeated Fire and Desire. Let me just go on the record for saying this: Alexa Bliss looked spoken hot, son. Very. I'm talking spoken hot. I am very much a fan of that look, and I'm very much a fan of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross being tag team champions. They're almost baby faces. They're yeah, I mean, almost baby faces. When you think about it, I mean, fire and desire, they're not baby faces. No, I, I don't think they're going to be around too much longer either. You don't think as, so? As far as that tag team goes, I don't think they're going to be a tag team very much longer. They're creeping up on the longest reigning women's tag team champions. No, I'm talking about fire and desire. Oh, fire and desire. Yeah, you think, think they're going to implode? If someone needs a push in that group, it's not Mandy, it's uh, Sonya. Well, so, well I think Mandy just has more of that attitude. Mandy, Mandy was recently on the cover of Maxim magazine. Yeah, she can stay there because that's all she's got for her. That's true. That's very I true. Mean, I think Sonya. BS people. It's, yeah, I think Sonya's being a little held back by Mandy right now, and, and, and that's just the way it is. I'm not taking away from their athletic abilities. I think they're both fantastic performers, but I just think that Sonya Deville has the edge on Mandy. I'm, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, agree with you. Look, look at her. I mean, she hasn't really gotten her single push yet. She's always no. had Mandy by her side, and it's right. sooner than later, I think, yeah. it's going to happen. And that's the thing. Like, Sonya, and, and, and you know, it's like, oh, Mandy's so beautiful, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, she is. is. Yeah. Sonya's beautiful. I think she's she a good is. looking girl. Very much so. Just saying, like, you know, let's, 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 let's fight fire with fire here, and no pun intended. Uh, Intercontinental Chase. So, yeah, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they beat them outright. Uh, no, really, anything. The only thing that I thought was funny about the match was the fact that the 24-7 championship disrupted the match at one point, <laughs> and Alexa Bliss tried to pin R-Truth, and R-Truth kicked out. Because, oh. yeah, like, they ran out there, and it's like, what's going on? What are you doing? You know? Anyway, so, then R-Truth To my knowledge, Kelly Kelly's the only woman to hold the 24-7 title. Maria Kanellis. Uh, well, I know, I know, I know. All right. <laughs> but, so, yeah. The Intercontinental- Let's not talk about Maria Canellas, please. <laughs> <laughs> the Intercontinental Championship, to me, was not even really fair. Shinsuke Nakamura beating The Miz. Sami Zayn played like a little like, dancing sideshow freak clown out there. You know, hey. With his neck brace. Huh? With his neck brace. With his neck from brace. From one slam. <laughs> yeah, from the choke slam that he received from The Undertaker, which choke slam from The Undertaker will put you down for sure. But Sami Zayn, I think he's, he's playing it out way too much. Distracted The Miz. Kinshasa, done. I don't think we've seen the end of that story just yet. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Sasha Banks defeated Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch via disqualification. Chairs, chair shot from Becky Lynch, hit the referee. And it spilled out all over into the crowd, man. That was actually a pretty good match. The match was the the crowd was behind that match, and the crowd was in that match. I agree. They were in that match, you know. Uh, just the fact that the chairs showed up, it kind of led me to believe it was like, all right, this is going to be a, D- a DQ match, and it's going to spill over into Hell in a Cell. And I was I was accurate in my thoughts um, due to what happened the next night on Raw, which we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah. That match to me was excellent. I love the fact that they got out into the crowd. They were. I loved it when. I loved it when Becky Lynch poured mustard yeah. all over. Uh, they're not like Sasha it wasn't Banks. like a squirtable mustard either. It was like the packets. Yeah, she had to literally take her time to. Yeah, it's some mustard. Squirted it on her. That was that was great. So we'll talk more about what's going to go on with that. I, when we I talk like about that match because, like you said, it brought it out into the crowd. It made it more. Um, Real. real, yeah, more real, and the the way they choreographed that match was awesome. I, I think I texted you. I might have even told my boss, but um, he he's a big wrestling fan too. And we talk about it pretty much every Tuesday morning after Raw, and every Monday usually after a pay per view. But the way they choreographed that match and was able to just put on a show, I'm. Say it right here, Becky Lynch showed me something. 
She oh, showed, really? She showed me something. I'm not a. I'm on the verge of being a fan. So. Verge of being I'm a finally fan on the verge of being a fan of Becky Lynch. She showed me a, a lot on Sunday. Well, I'm gonna go on the record with saying this: the next match, in my opinion, was the best match. Of the okay, Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton. Kofi Kingston, and I don't remember who you picked, but I know I picked Randy Orton to win that. I match. picked Ran- I picked Randy. And Randy. Kofi Kingston, that match back and forth, back and forth, attempted RKO's. Uh, not sweet chin music. What's it called? I can't even think of it right now. That Kofi does. Trouble in Paradise. Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, there was so many, so much action in that one match. Just all over the place, all over the ring. The energy dumped into it. And the fact that Kofi came out on top. What does it mean for Randy Orton now? You know, know, I don't like it because I wanted to, there to be more to it. But at the same time, I'm happy that Kofi was able to kind of shut up the critics and to stop being so, quote unquote, stupid. You could. Almost say that Kofi was a beast in that match. I, I think, um, you know, I, I see where you're going with <laughs> yeah. that, JR. Kofi could I almost could. be called a, he was beasting that match, and it was very good, very hard hitting, but I don't think that Kofi's going to hold on to that title very much longer. Well, I got a theory. I have a theory, and I'll tell you about it a little bit later. Tell on me because... more about it, because I want to hear it. Okay. But, yeah, so that match ended great with Kofi reigning victorious over Randy Orton. Eric Rowan beat Roman Reigns in the no DQ match, and it blew my mind because I thought for sure that Luke Harper was on his way out, but Luke Harper showed up. It was surprising to see him. It was very surprising to see him. And, you know, it's funny. I follow Luke Harper on Instagram, and he posts videos all the time of him, like, sitting in a sauna staring at the camera, and it's like... (laughs) <laughs> a minute long of him just like staring without blinking at the camera, sweat pouring down his face. He's been doing it now for like a couple of months. And at one point in time, he had requested, he had asked Vince to get out of his contract with WWE. You remember the last time we saw Luke Harper, he and Braun Strowman were staring each other down in the middle of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Yep. Yep. I do remember that. Mania. Yep. Okay. It's been a while since we've seen him, and I definitely did not think that he was going to show up. Because we both picked Daniel. Yeah, we both Just picked Roman Reigns to to beat Eric Rowan. And oh no, with the dis- oh, with the disruption, yeah, we picked Daniel Bryan to disrupt the match and be on the side of of Eric Rowan. But Luke Harper coming out, and they had said there was an article that had come out just like the day before Clash of Champions, stating that Luke Harper was not going to get released anytime soon from the WWE, even after multiple requests and a meeting with Vince McMahon or something to that effect. You know what hmm. I mean? Yeah, I read that the Weird. day before, and I was like... That's how WWE messes with us, man. I should have read between the lines. <laughs> it's like I remember when before the Hardy Boys came back at Mania a few years yeah. ago, they, there was an article published right before Mania that said, no plans of Hardys ever signing another WWE contract ever again. Mm. Dude, just to throw you off because everybody was expecting it. And then it's like, all right, this is going to maybe throw them off a little bit. Well, that new disqualification match led to some other things that happened on SmackDown. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But Universal Champion Seth Rollins, he beat Braun Strowman. He broke my heart. Yep, I agree. I wanted Braun to win because I still have dreams of that Bray Wyatt-Braun Strowman showdown needed to happen, JR. Well, you're going to get a Bray Wyatt showdown, but it ain't going to be with Braun, no, unfortunately, because I was there with you. I, I wanted Braun to win. I I don't know what is the deal. Seth Rollins <laughs> defeated Braun Strowman in an epic match that, I mean, was three or no, tables. Four stomps to the head and four a stomps, pedigree. And finally a pedigree and a stomp, and he put him and it, it did him in because yeah. Braun wasn't going down. And Bray Wyatt, yeah, yeah. while... Seth Rollins was up there by the entrance to the stage of the Titantron. Just when you thought the, the show was over. Yeah. I mean, Michael Cole was signing off. The, he was. I know. The logo yeah. is in the left hand in the corner. corner. Yeah. Just when you thought it was all said and done. Here he comes. Ray Wyatt. Here he comes. The I can hear Michael Cole right now. What the hell? <laughs> so, that leads us into Raw. Monday Night Raw, live from Knoxville, Tennessee. And you know what's so great about Knoxville, Tennessee, JR? 
Uh, there's a mayor there. Yeah, yeah. You know what his um, name is? There's a lot of country music there. Yeah, but as yeah. As far as the mayor goes. Yeah, the University of Tennessee. Is Unis- yeah, the Bonkers. UT. But yeah. yes, the mayor. The mayor, I think his name is Kane. Kane? I mean, Glenn, Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, okay, Glenn yeah, Jacobs. I've heard of Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he actually, well, we'll talk about him yeah. in a few moments, but... Bray Wyatt, you know, Seth Rollins comes out with his title and talks about what happened from the night before with Bray Wyatt attacking him. And then Bray Wyatt confronted him with the Firefly Funhouse gang. Mm, creepy. Yeah, that dude. It I'm was telling creepy. You, just <laughs> the whole air or surrounding that whole thing, man. And just I was looking, to be honest, I was looking at the Firefly Funhouse when he was doing it, and I was just looking for little signs. You know, kind of like you said a week or so ago with the clock being set on 316. Yeah. Like, I was looking for signs, and I couldn't find one sign that pointed out, like, maybe he might be the next champion or something. Or, yeah. You know, something like, like that, but I couldn't find anything. Well, there was little little scenes from the Firefly Funhouse that were aired throughout Monday Night Raw. We'll yep. talk about another one coming up in a little bit. But Braun Strowman, after that whole segment went down, Braun Strowman's backstage, and he's like, whoever decides you're going to get in the ring next is going to get these hands. And well, there was a tag team summit for the champions that from the night before because both sets of the Raw and SmackDown tag team championships changed hands. Yeah, yep. Robert Roode, I can't I gotta keep calling him Robert. I can't call, I always want to call him Bobby. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, and then the Revival, yep. going to have their little summit, and here comes Braun Strowman, and he just laid waste to all of Except for Robert Roode. He managed to get away. Robert Roode was the only one that was able to get away. Hmm. But he definitely laid it the smack down on the rest of them. Well, I think he got away because I don't know if they didn't want to take a chance on him getting hurt. Probably. He had a match later that's, on that that's, night. That's, so that's, that's probably an accurate thing because he and Seth Rollins did have a match later on that night, which we'll get to in a few moments. The OC, they defeated Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders. Um, Dude, I'm telling you, I I know I'm wearing the AOP shirt right now, and I think they're going to make a major comeback. Uh, the Viking Raiders has got me. You, yours is the heavy machinery, but Viking Raiders are just badass. Uh, I mean, you can't take away their, their talent or their charisma or anything, but they're just badass, great entertainers. Uh... Uh, okay. All right. All right. I, I can't completely disagree with you. They're not my favorite. That's the only disagreement I have. But they are good. They are good. I can't. I, I, I mean, I want to try to argue with you, and I can't. They've been taking on some some jobbers, but lately, the last two weeks, and we, I've seen them in NXT too. But they're just great. I mean, well, heavy been, machinery is good. Their head to head, you know thing going right now with the OC is, is pretty funny, in my opinion, ever since that tag team turmoil from a few weeks ago. But then, after that match, Baron Corbin let me say Chad Gable. Okay, let me say it. All hail King Corbin. Oh, May the king layeth the, the gable. Well, and the thing is, is wow, I felt like Baron Corbin was going to find a way. He won that match outright. It was a good match. Yeah, there was uh, Chad Gable tried to hit him with a hit scissor takedown at the very end. Yep. He's reversed it into uh, end, of end of days, and that was the end of it. But it was a good match. That was the, a good match, the, and the crowd was in it. Yep, that's the thing. The crowd was in it, and it, when they're chanting, of course, it kind of goes without saying. But when they're chanting, "This is awesome!" Clearly, it's a good match. Right. So I, the, the crowd was in it. I was in it. I think everybody knew. Like even watching that match, I wanted Corbin to win. Um, my head was saying Corbin. My heart was saying Gable, as we were talking about last week, but. I think everybody in that arena knew that Gable just was going to, no, no pun intended because he'd been making fun of his size, but he was just going to come up short. Um, <laughs> and uh, didn't, and um, he's just got more and doing multiple, multiple near falls just grabs people. You know what I mean? Like, I think they had maybe four or five near falls where Gable was just about to win, but didn't, you know. Corbin kicked out. Right. So well, I think that turned the crowd and made it uh, a lot better match. Yeah, I agree with you there. Now, during, while well, a lot of this stuff is going down, I, I need to mention that the 24-7 champion was greeted by Mayor Glenn Jacobs yeah. 
at the Women's Basketball Hall of, College Basketball Hall of Fame Museum there and was given a tour yeah, of the facilities and everything tour. around there. No big deal. And that led to something else a little bit later on that we'll talk about, but I did need to mention the fact that that's where our truth was with the 24-7 champion. He was touring around while everything else was taking place with Jacob Mayer. Also, after I, I don't remember if it was right after that match, but at one point, AOP, AOP showed up, spoke about their whereabouts. They spoke about saying that no one will fight them. And the tag team division's weak. Basically, but they did it in Spanish. Like, were they talking in Spanish? What language were they in? Do you know? It might have been like. Uh, I hate reading subtitles. Yeah, and uh, that's the only downfall I felt like of that whole segment was the subtitles. But it did, I mean. Is it added? I don't know their native language. I don't know where they're Almost exactly say Spanish. I don't, I don't know where they're exactly from, but. Um, the only thing I didn't like about that was it was in subtitles, but it did it did sound pretty badass when they were saying it. I mean, <laughs> I could be wrong, but they they are a pretty good tag team, and I'm glad we're gonna see. And it. I wore this shirt for a reason because they're gonna make their comeback. And before they went and left, wherever they went, whatever happened, they were they were on the roll of getting the tag team champions. Well, I think they were tag team champions at one point. Because remember when Maverick or whatever his name is? Oh, right. gosh. Yeah, yeah, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick yeah. was their little toady, like oh, their right. manager. Yep, yep, yep. I forgot. Yeah, they were tag champs for just a very brief moment. One of them got injured. I don't know, Razor who. One of them got injured and they had to forfeit, forfeit, forfeit the title. But there was a gender reveal. Two gender reveals in one week for you. What's up with that? That's uh, a sign. One of them I was live in person <laughs> for the sign. other one, which congratulations on the boy, by the way. We can Thank officially you. say you. it. Uh, however, uh, Mike and Maria Canellis revealed that they're having a little boy. But what's so funny about all it, it is a boy, isn't it? Did they yes. say a boy? That's yes. what I thought. Boys are in the air right now. But what was funny, he's like, but Mike, you're not the father. The father is Ricochet. Uh, and Ricochet was like, what? What? And then that ends up, oh, it's me, don't see you in the ring, yeah. you know? And of course. Of course I mean, how would you there. feel? <laughs> yeah. Ricochet beats Mike Canellis, but then we have the re-immersion huh. of Rusev. Rusev Day. Rusev Day. Rusev looks Day. like a bad 1980s porn star. But he's in good cheese. He looks great. looks great. looks great, but I think he should just ditch the mustache. Unless Dude. they're going to do something out of this, which I could totally see. And where's Lana? I need Lana. Lana's over doing some kind of fashion shows or something. <laughs> she's like the side, like the, the, the arm candy that makes him look good. He can't reappear without Lana. We got to bring Lana back. I'm going to start a movement. Bring, bring Lana back, back Lana. And I want to bring Lana back on Total Divas. They cut her last year. But we'll, that's a totally different subject. She's not entertaining. Yeah, so... Back to Mayor Glenn Jacobs. He took our truth out to the Tennessee Volunteers football field and was like, man, you know, this is where it all happens. He's like, the volunteers? He's like, you mean this is a volunteer football team? It's all funny, you know, the, <laughs> the commentary that they had. But then they introduced him to one of the security, which ended up being a referee. Referee. And that's when he started. He's like, oh, I see what's going on here. He turns around and he runs into the goalpost, yeah. falls down. That's when Glenn Jacobs pins him to become the new 24-7 champion. As he was walking or running out of the stadium, he's like, I still got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, that leads us to Rey Mysterio. He's back in action. And beat, I mean, they're, they're beating Cesaro down so bad. It wouldn't surprise me if you don't see Cesaro come out at all like in 2020. Well, there's a rumor out there, and I'll, I'll get to it later, but there's a rumor out there that might involve Cesaro. So Okay. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear this rumor, but Rey Mysterio is back in action defeating Cesaro, and Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey and Sasha defeated WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Alexa Bliss and Nikki Ross, but not without Ooh. a little bit of controversy in that match. I mean, I'm, there was no disqualifications. Alexa Bliss became injured halfway through that match. What's your take on that, Jr.? If this injury is real, let's I just mean, let's just sideline her, please, because I don't think we need to see that great of talent go down again. Well, here's the thing, though: she was back in action the very next night. 
Uh, Alexa was. Was she? Yeah. On SmackDown, she was back in action. Was she? No, I don't think she was. No, I'm confused. Nikki Cross was in action. Nikki Cross was not in action either. What am I thinking about right now? I'm pretty sure Nikki Cross faced Sasha, didn't she? No, that was Charlotte. Charlotte faced Sasha. I'm very confused. Now you got me confused. Regardless, she left. Nikki Cross got basically fed to the wolves. Yeah. And it, that's why Bailey and Sasha won. But there wasn't, you know, they, they kept the beating going even after the bell, which involved Charlotte coming down to the ring and laying waste to Bailey. Yep. And then Sasha got a little taste of some action again in the form of the man. They, they had like a sword fight with chairs in the middle of the ring for a brief second there. But yeah, that was all taking place while that match, after that match, had gone down. Lacey Evans, she's got some sort of big beat right now with Italian. Okay, don't know what exactly it is, but she's been going after her on social media a little bit. You know the nasties and everything, and and my girl Dana Brooke, God bless her. <laughs> I love her so she can't much. Can't get enough. <laughs> I want her to do so good. But there, I was thinking about it when I was watching that match. Of comes down to the identity of the wrestler when you really think about it. Lacey Evans is the sassy Southern Belle. Yeah. Dana Brooke is the. Nothing. I mean, she has, she really has no gimmick for her. Same thing with Cesaro. I mean, he was right. the Swiss cyborg or the Swiss yeah. Superman, whatever you call him. But I mean, he's a uh, she's like the the women's version. I hate to say it because I love her, but she's like the women's version of Cesaro, in my opinion, at the moment. Just a journey woman. Just a journey woman. Yes, she's being fed to the wolves to make other people look good, and that's well, exactly to what be on the other tonight. side of that too. You, there's no better person to to build up a uh, a talent like Natalia. So. They are doing something good, putting Lacey a, a newer talent. Um, they tested her out in the waters with Becky, the man, at, uh, what was it, SummerSlam? Mm-hmm. SummerSlam it was. They tested her out there, probably thought she just didn't have enough, so they're going to, I guess, try to build her up with Natalia, which I'm all in for because, as I've said before, Natalia is just a great talent, probably the best woman wrestler, maybe even the best wrestler between man or woman uh, on the on the roster, so there's no better way to build up a talent. Yeah, you know, other than Natalia. So, well, Lacey Evans put Dana Brooke in the sharpshooter in that match. No, kind of no a surprise. Subtle jab. At Lacey Evans Natalia. is just like that little sister, you know, just keeps pestering you. I, I love her. <laughs> I, I, I can't I figure her. out who much I love more, Lacey Evans or. Natalia. I, I, I was a huge Dana Brooke fan, but then it's like, man, I haven't seen her in a while. This is the first time she's been on Raw in, what, a couple of months? Well, she month. probably shows up, you know, on, like, dark matches or something. But yeah, yeah, but, I mean, I'm talking but about live, yeah. I'm talking about a lot of televised stuff. Well, then that's going to take us to where Universal Champion Seth Rollins he defeated Tag Team Champion Bobby Robert Roode via disqualification. That's simply because Dolph Ziggler can't keep to himself. Nope. Attack in suit. Here comes the OC. It becomes this brutal beating of Seth Rollins. But then here comes Kane. Mm. Kane. Glenn Jacobs. Other Demon Kane. Demon Kane came out and laid waste to. I've said that. I need to stop using that term. I've said it way too many times. But just mama. There we go. The OC and the tag team champions to help Seth Rollins kind of not get beat up on so bad. Right. But then something happened. Lights something, something did happen. <laughs> the lights dimmed and went out to certain spots, and then you hear that screeching noise to allow you to know that the team is nearby. And JR, that was a pretty interesting segment. It was. It was your son up at this point? It was not. Good for him. No. Good for you guys. <laughs> a part of me, I'll tell you what I did. I wasn't even up for it. I fell asleep early, but I have a DVR. And I was watching it the next day, and my son was like, Daddy, is that the fiend? And he, I was like, go stand in the kitchen. And he went like around the corner <laughs> into the kitchen. I was like, I'll let you know when it's over. Yeah. But that it was, was a freaky. Part of me, part of, I'm not going to say part of me died. That's really dramatic. But part of me was sad, deeply sad. That the team took down Kane with the mandible claw like that. Mm. You would that, expect something else. 
I was very, very disheartened by it. In a way, I think what they're trying to do is just bring the storyline that, I don't know if they can say it, but choked out, kind of like suffocated past legends. I don't, I don't know. They're gonna, I think they're going to play something along with that because, you okay. know. And okay. you can, like, if you remember, and if you keep an eye on the Fiend's character, it's like when he puts the mandible claw on, he has this, like, movement of his body. Like, he really doesn't want to do it. Yeah. It's you like, know, it's, it's like, like internal turmoil, like yeah, it's internal like, conflict. Ah, it's like the, the character inside him, the Fiend inside of um, Bray Wyatt is just coming out and he can't control him and he just doesn't want to do it but he's just choking him out he's taking care of sending him to the woodshed yeah so basically I don't know it's weird it's weird but what was even weirder if that's a word um that creepy crawl that he was doing all the way up into <laughs> Seth oh, Rollins yeah. Seth Rollins is like Right. Like Seth Rollins, like that was the most scared I've ever seen him look ever. <laughs> that was a good. I mean, he played that off great. I mean, he was that was the most scared I've ever seen Seth Rollins look. I think what I would have enjoyed more was him doing that crawl right up to Seth Rollins' face, and then it go dark, and then him just disappear. Like, hey, I wasn't even here. That was that would have been yeah, that would have been wise. It's just your dreams playing a trick on you, yeah. or your nightmares. Yeah, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> but yeah, so that was kind of you know the, the long and short of Monday Night Raw coming from Knoxville, Tennessee. Now, SmackDown the very next night was in Atlanta, Georgia. And they kicked off the show with the New Day coming out, all three members of the New Day, and having a match against Randy Orton and the Revival. Well, the New Day reigned victorious. Yes, they did. However, who came out right as it was over? You knew I was saying Kofi was beasting Randy Orton yeah, yeah, on I heard Sunday, you say about Clash that. of Champions. Well... I know we had to see him sooner or later. Brock Lesnar. No, how should I say this? Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, I see. <laughs> Came out, confronted Kofi, and the New Day was kind of like, hey, you want us to like back you up? Like, You want us to stay here? But Kofi being the fighting champion yeah. that he is was like, no, nah, I got this. Nah, yeah, go on. Yeah. So yeah. Kofi mistakenly um, stood in the ring by himself and Put himself in the lion's den, for lack of better term. Pretty much. And just like uh, AJ, you couldn't trust a rattlesnake, you can't trust a beast, Kofi. can't trust a beast. <laughs> I mean, However, a challenge was issued that night, and it was, also, it was accepted by Kofi. The challenge that the beast made was that they have a title match on the debut, the, re, uh, the, the debut of SmackDown on Fox yep. on October 4th. I am for the championship. Yeah, for the championship. I am very interested. I thought that was going to end up being like a hell in a cell type. That's what thing. I thought. I thought the same thing. I got a feeling that it's probably still going to end up that way. You hell in a so. cell is that that Sunday. Hell in huh. a cell is Sunday, October sixth. That's weird. Yeah. So with it, Wonder, being, it was it was kind of weird to have them promote it like that on that Friday. Knowing that there is the the pay per view two days later, that's why I'm saying so something's like, going to happen. It's going to end up being. Remember, long. hey, remember, uh, the authority and Vince McMahon and Shane McMahon and all them said no more rematches. You just automatically don't get a rematch. Well, that's so, that's that's true to an extent. That is true to an extent because if you think about it, Randy Orton had a rematch. He did. Yeah, that's he did true. have a rematch at Clash of Champions. That's true. You know, I mean, so I think that's it hinges on the champion. The champion will issue the rematch. I think that's the only thing. I got something, a storyline I want to propose to you later on after we get done with SmackDown and NXT uh, on our backstage segment that I think you'll enjoy. Okay. All right. I, I can't wait you, to I want to see this. if you go down for it or not. All right. I can't wait to hear this. But Eric Rowan, he was backstage with Michael Cole doing an interview and it was a chilling message. In an exclusive interview with Michael Cole. Okay. Nothing chilling about it. He basically said, I'm nobody's puppet. I'm nobody's sidekick. I'm nobody's Tony. I'm nobody's uh, sidekick of any sort. I am my own man. And Daniel Bryan is not better than me. He's not bigger than me. I am going to do my own thing. That's basically what he says. It's yeah. a chilling message, in my opinion. More or less, like Eric Rowan is his own. He's his 
above everything. He's above everybody. And he wants to be recognized. Ah, don't blame hey, him. Go for it, son. <laughs> Hats off to you. You're big, bad, and, and ugly. <laughs> ugly. You are ugly. There's no denying that. Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn set up Ali with a sneak attack, and that was all set up. I mean, that's all they are, sneak attack, Shinsuke and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn distracting Ali. Shinsuke hitting him with a Kinshasa. Yeah. I think all they do. I like Shinsuke versus Ali in a Hell in a Cell where Sami Zayn can't get them. That would be cool. I think they've put on a great match. Well, that, that would be a great match inside Hell in a Cell. I'd like to see that too. What I would also like to see is Kevin Owens firing Shane McMahon. Because he gave because yeah, there was there was video footage during that whole thing with Shinsuke and Sami Zayn of Kevin Owens finding himself a seat in the WWE universe. And Shane McMahon watching it all unfold backstage. What's what's your thoughts? I think Byron Saxton said it. They planned this out or they choreograph this out in such a great way. This whole storyline between Shane and Kevin has been pretty much a, a billionaire versus the small guy. You know, the the boss taking over and the, the little guy always loses. They did something in this segment where Kevin Owens didn't sit in the front row, did he? He didn't sit in Kevin the Owens row. didn't sit in the second row, did he? I didn't see him in the second row. Kevin Owens sat where a normal person, not a high-end seat, not too expensive of a seat, sat in that section, yeah. like a little bit farther up. Mm-hmm. Byron Saxon, I think, said it to where, see, Kevin Owens can't even buy a front row seat. You know, Kevin Owens is just getting build and build because of Shane McMahon or something like that. Right. The whole Mm storyline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the way they played that out was awesome. I think any other time and and the thought they put into this with Kevin Owens sitting that high he wasn't high up like in nosebleeds but he was up further than what uh, a higher end person would sit at the front row. You know what I'm saying? So He was in the corner. Yeah, he was in the corner a couple rows back. I'd say probably 10 or 12 rows back where the blue collar, I guess, section. We'll say uh, it was a $50, $60 ticket. Yeah, exactly. So the the thought they put into this segment was awesome. The the note that Kevin Owens, what was it? Not not subpoenaed, but um, who, who does that? Delivers messages like that. What do they call those guys? Um, servers. Servers. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so this, the server served Shane. So Shane got served with some papers from Kevin Owens just pretty much saying Kevin Owens asking for $250 million or $25 million or something like that. $25 million. $25 million if he wins the court case for wrongful termination. Yeah. So... I kind of like the segment, but I kind of don't at the same time. We've seen it too many times. I, I think. just want to see where it'll go. Yeah, I mean that's all it is for me now. Like it's for me, it's it's sideshow. Like it's not main show. It's sideshow. Yeah. Where's it going to go? Exactly. Uh, Charlotte Flair, though, she had a match with Sasha Banks that ended disqualification simply because Bailey couldn't stay out of the ring. Bailey got in the ring, beat up on Charlotte Flair. Sasha Banks beat up. I do like the fact that. Charlotte Flair is implementing the Boston Crab into her moveset. Have you noticed that? I used to call it the Lion Tamer because that's what it was referred to when the, Chris Jericho uh, did it. I was going to say the Walls of Jericho. But. Yeah, the Walls of Jericho, <laughs> yeah. But Charlotte Flair has been using that move a lot. She used to call uh. Sasha Banks the other day, but like I said, Bailey couldn't stay out of the ring long enough for anything else to really take place. But it, uh, an ally appeared. An unlikely ally appeared the other night, JR. To aid Charlotte in this brutal attack that was being put on by Bailey and Sasha Banks. I mean, somebody else has to step up. I, uh, this this feud with Sasha and Bailey can't go on forever. Charlotte can't stay on top forever. So Wait a minute, hold on. Did you really just say that? She'll be on top of the mountain either way. Oh. So her statue's gonna be there. Oh. Personally, she can't physically be there all the time. I see. So what do you have to do? You have to bring more talent in. You have to have talent step up. And this talent that showed up was 
none other than the fabulous. I don't know how to really spell fabulous in the fast way, like like she can. F A B U L O U S. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not illiterate. That y'all should see how he's doing this right now. Yes, yes. Diamonds on my neck. Yes, Carmella. Carmella showed up. And you know when they when they meant when they interviewed her backstage, she was like, I didn't, I don't. She's like, Yeah, I'm friends with Bailey, but I don't like what she's doing right now. I don't like this what's been happening and how she's been treating people so I had to do what I had to do that's all she said do you honestly feel like there may be like a purge going on Bailey like all these women talents that like Ember Moon Carmella Fire and Desire you think they'll just be like we're purging you out Mm. we're gonna jump you one day I think that what they're trying to do is like the subtleness heel turn that took place with Bailey, they're trying to make it a little bit more real. Yeah. Um, by showing the fact that there are other female talents that are turning against her. Right. To assist in the heel turn because it's still not exactly smiled. I mean, because she's the hugger. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know necessarily a purge is the right word I would use. Uh, but just to nail down the fact that she is a heel. Finally. Now a heel. Finally. Deal with it. Thank you, JR, for making her that way. I You're welcome. Still blame you. <laughs> Chad Gable, his coronation was ruined. His King of the Ring. Oh, cor- or not Chad Corbin's. Gable, excuse me. Baron Corbin's King of the Ring coronation was ruined by Chad Gable. Baron Corbin asked for it. Hey, when you address the king, okay? Address him like a king. All right, you Corey say Graves. King, you say King Corbin. All right, Corey Graves. Whatever you say <laughs> hey, over there. Corey Graves is leaving, so someone's got to step up. What? Yeah. Corey Graves is taking his ball and going home. In it. Oh, yeah. Backstage news. We're going to save this. I thought I already had backstage news on that. You? I think so. Last week. Wait a minute. Yeah. I forget about that. I don't know. We'll talk, well, We've had a lot we'll, going we'll, on we'll, the last we'll, couple we'll, weeks. Yeah. We'll bring it back up again in a minute. But yeah, Jay, I mean, but the short jokes and uh, you've been overlooked. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, long story short and all that kind of stuff, things that he's been saying to him. Yeah, Chad Gable, and then he broke his crown. He broke his scepter. Chair. Chair. Threw it in his chair at him, the pieces of it. So, Baron Corbin's coronation of King, King Corbin. King Cor- whatever. God, man, get it right. Sorry, King Corbin. You're really happy? No, uh, I was not happy when Corbin won, but yes, he is our king now, so you address him as King Corbin. Yes, yes, master. Anything else, <laughs> master? All right, JR. So that was all messed up. We'll see where that goes. But Heavy Machinery defeated the B team. B team, B team, go, go, no. Like, we literally haven't seen that in person before. Yeah, I, I think that was a dark match that I, when we went to SmackDown a, uh, a few weeks ago, but yeah, telling you. Heavy Machine, Otis is my guy. The fact that he does the worm and then he jumps up and like he, dry humps the air. He actually awesome. was not in his normal outfit. He was wearing just a Speedo. Or a, I was very turned on by it. <laughs> he He's a character for sure. I, ah, they're, dude. they're a great team. I'm oh, not going to... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love heavy machinery. That is my tag team. And then Eric Rowan and Luke Harper laid out Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. And, I mean, they just demolished. They beat them all over the ring. They put them through tables. It was definitely an ending to SmackDown. That, uh, you expected it. I, mean, I halfway expected it. Daniel Bryan was going to put a message to uh, Eric Rowan. And, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's just going to lead to I'm thinking. I, I've got some news on that. Oh, you got some news I'll on that. Let, let's 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 I'll wait. Let, let me let me get your news first. Let me get your backstage your news on all of that type of stuff, um, and then and then I'll give you my thoughts on it as well. Unless it you know conflicts with your news, in which case it's like okay, well that eliminates. No, I I'm think thinking. I think you'll like it. Okay. But first, yeah, NXT. First, the very first episode live NXT hosted on the USA Network at eight. PM last night. What I didn't like about this HCP was that the one, the first hour was on USA, the second hour was on the network. What? Yeah. I, I looking outside in just briefly, I don't understand it. I thought there was gonna be two hours on USA. But I can also see like, hey, you want you need to get the people back on the network as well. 
So they had a really cool introduction, built the crowd up. Triple H obviously was there. The the master, the the puppet Brain. string puller, yeah. we won't call brains him. Of the brains of NXT. He was there. It built the crowd up. It was it was pretty cool as it always is to see Triple H back. But the first match was a fatal four way women's match at Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Io Shirai, and Bianca Belair. And if you haven't seen any of those ladies, you need to go back and watch any of their matches because they are flat out awesome. They trample. Is that a word? Trample? Trample. Trample. Trample down here in Kittle Hills. Oh, okay. They, they trample any, and I'm telling, other than uh, three gir- three women on the main roster, they trample every single woman on the main roster. Hmm. By far. By far. But it was a fatal four-way for the number one contender match against Shayna Baszler's uh, NXT Women's Championship. Candice LeRae actually won. Really? Yeah. Candice LeRae. She's she's like the... She's kind of like a Dana Brooke. Kind of where you don't expect her to win. And when she does a high-profile match like this against a lot of great talent that wins in that match... Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, oh yes, finally she's she's won. So in in, in a way, she's kind of like Dana Brooke uh, when it comes to her matches. But Candice LeRae won. She's the number one contender for uh, Shayna Baszler's NXT Women's Championship match. And I'm gonna cover the first hour of NXT and then just briefly go over the second hour on the network. But Cameron Grimes defeated Sean Mulata. That was like a three second match. Uh, dude got kicked right in the face or took a knee right to the face and he was out. Mm. Um, one talent that I think you, you desperately need to look into, HCP, and everybody else listening to the show is Velveteen Dream. Yeah, how did I know you were going to say Velveteen <laughs> Dream? Velveteen Dream is awesome. He's a great character, great persona, great uh, charisma. He put his title, his North North American title, on the line against uh, one was it one fourth of Undisputed Era and Roderick Strong. The Undisputed Era's captain or leader, Adam Cole, had this prophecy that Undisputed Era was going to hold all the gold in 2019. Well, they're tag champs, they're NXT World Champ, and now. With help from Undisputed Era last night, Velveteen Dream lost to Roderick Strong. Lost his North American title to Roderick Strong last night. Wow. Sad, sad to see because maybe Velveteen's moving up. Maybe he's making a move to the main roster. I don't know. I just That's have a, a hard time feeling like I would really appreciate a wrestler by the name of Velveteen Dream. You have to, you have to see him. You have to watch him. You have to watch. Gonna have. You have to watch how he performs in the ring and just—he's very smooth. He's got a nasty elbow, by the way, off the top. Um, but his his charismatic attitude and his wrestling—it just goes hand in hand, and it's it's pretty cool. But the second hour, we're jumping over to the network. We had ex NXT UK champion Pete Dunne versus. Arudero Ruiz. I don't know if I got that right, but beat him in a singles match. And this one I'm gonna have trouble with. Zia Lee, X I A L I, I guess is how you gonna say I it. Yes, yeah. Zia Lee defeated Aaliyah. Kushta. I don't know. K U S H I D A. Kushta. Sure. Sure. All right. He stood up to now NXT UK champion Walter and his group called Imperium. Walter's like the 6'5", six, 6'7", six, dude. He's pretty nasty. Um, had a pretty good NXT takeover match against Pete Dunne to, to win the, the NXT UK championship. But guess who made a return last night to WWE? Who would that be? Leo Rush. Do you remember Leo Rush? I do remember Leo Rush. He was... Uh... What's his name there's little Bobby Lashley's yep. little mouthpiece. Yep. He made a return last night and defeated Oni Lorcan. You know, we've talked about Oni Lorcan before. Mm, yeah, we have. Uh, he's, uh, he's the ex or past Cruiserweight champion. 
uh, to become number one contender for said cruiserweight championship. After that, Matt Riddle and Killian Dane, which Killian Dane was actually one half or one third of what was that group with? Uh, it was Killian Dane, somebody else. What was it called? It had Nikki Cross in it. Oh, uh, God. Chris Cross. No, no, Chris, no, it's not a rap group. Chris Cross. Um, God, I can't remember the name right now, but he was he was in that group. He's taken a, a singles match or taking a singles run now. He faced Matt Riddle, and it actually ended up in a no contest, but it was a street fight. Why it was a no contest? Because a huge brawl broke out, and pretty much all NXT roster was in the ring just saw pictures which of just brawling out so that's how NXT's first Wednesday night um, on the USA Network went and again I wasn't too happy that the first hour was on USA and then the second hour jumped over to, to WWE Network so maybe though they're just playing with it maybe they're not we'll see where it goes but that pretty much wraps up NXT's first live show what do we got going on backstage news Backstage news for today, we got, do you remember Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle's prodigal son? Yeah, yeah that whole story whatever. Line. Yeah, whatever you want to call him. He is rumored to make a return to the Rumble in 2020. What are your thoughts on that? He ain't coming back. He's been gone too long. People don't forgot about him. <laughs> no, I mean, he, they, they said they suffered an injury that was like detrimental. I mean, I, well, Daniel Bryan kind of did the same thing, and he came back. I'm not saying Daniel Jordan can't come back. But, dude, they destroyed his character already. Like, they need to find a different character. They need to find a different image for him or something. Because, honestly, the whole Kurt Angle's long-lost son was a horrible thing. And I think it really destroyed whatever character he could have had. So, they need to do something different with him if he does come back. Yeah, I agree. Um, Rowan and Harper are set to face Roman and Brian at Hell in a Cell. Oh, are they really? Yes, Inside they are. the cell? Inside the cell is what I hear. Okay, all right, because so. that's what I think needs to happen. That's That was something I was thinking about at the end of, uh, after recapping SmackDown. I agree, and I think that would be an awesome, awesome match. Great. Very hard-hitting oh. and a lot going on. Yes, totally agree. Your boys, Usos, are likely to return to SmackDown very, very soon. Okay, they just been taking a break. Or they've been just taking a break. They got a, you know, they've had a lot of, or one one half issues. of, yeah, one half of them has had a lot of issues with some some legal stuff, so yeah. or or illegal stuff. So, yeah, they're gonna just they're taking some time and relaxing and just getting their stuff. In okay. Order. Vince, and to your pleasure, Vince wanted to bury Cedric Alexander. Wanted to bury. Wanted to bury him, as in. Bury Keep his career. Get, get, bury his career, exactly. Well, Thoughts you know, on that? I mean, I know you're not too high on Alexander. I don't but. think they should bury his career. I just think that this push, this, this is like a, it's just too soon to be trying to promote it, to push him right into a United States championship picture. I feel like it was too soon. There was no build to it. It's like when Becky Lynch finally got her shot at Ronda Rousey, there was build to it. She had been beating down opponents left and right to get to that point. Right. I haven't seen that out of Cedric Alexander. It was just like all of a sudden... He was there. He beat. He had a surprise match against. Uh, he Mac got brought in really when he when he boils down to it. The surprise tag team partner that Roman Reigns had yep. was him, and it was like boom, here I am. It was no like build to it. I didn't see it, so that's why I guess I couldn't get behind it. There was really no build to it with Becky. There was build. Well, here's what I I see happening is that he's been going against some pretty good guys, AJ. He's been with Roman. He hasn't fought against Roman, but he's tag team with Roman and Drew McIntyre. What I see happening is his him just being put through hell like Kofi Kingston was. That's why Kofi Kingston is now champion. So I see that happening with Cedric is that he's just going to get put through match after match after match, and then something big is going to pop off, like maybe he win the Royal Rumble or something. I don't know. Right. But something's going to happen with Cedric, and it might even be with AJ Styles and USA uh, Championship, United States Championship. But as I was talking about Sheamus earlier, Sheamus is going to make a return very soon. Can you dig that? Well, like I said, another one of those, I was under the impression that his career was in jeopardy. Um, hopefully he and 
he, it's like, I hate to say this, but Cesaro is nothing without Sheamus. Sheamus was somebody without Cesaro. Um, I hope that they will reform that tag team if that's the case. I think they're just kind of giving Cesaro things to do in the meantime until Sheamus gets himself right. But I'd, I'd like to see that tag team reform. I'm not going to lie. I think their tag team the was, bar. I think their tag team was great. It was a good setup. But I'm going to pitch something to you. Okay. Brock Lesnar beats Kofi. Okay. Sheamus versus Brock Lesnar Hell in a Cell. No. You don't want to see those two big, huge guys fight against each other. I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to see it. I just don't want to see it right now. When do you want to see it? I don't know when I would want to <laughs> see it. Because Sheamus is a good talent, no matter if he's with Cesaro or a tag team partner or not. Sheamus better bring on some sort of killer edge when he gets back if he's going to have So I'm saying, if they, if they repackage him right and just have okay. him come out and... If he's repackaged to something that's just straight up blood curdle, you know, bloodthirsty killer, right, mad dog kind of thing. Okay, great. All right, I can see that. Kind of need to trim the mohawk, right? I, no, I don't even know if you need to trim the mohawk. The mohawk's part of his image. His white, pale, white, pasty skin is part of his image. Yeah. But my here's what I want, man. I want, there's two matches that I want. You know one of them. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. I've wanted it forever. My next match that I want, I think I mentioned it to you before, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. I want that match to happen again because I looked, I did my homework. It's only ever happened one time. They've only squared off against each other one time, and that was SummerSlam. It was two, three years ago when... Brock Lesnar split his head open yep. and left him in a pool of his own blood in the middle of the ring as he took his gloves off and went ground pound style on him. Yep. I want that match back, man. I want Randy Orton against Brock Lesnar, and I want it at WrestleMania next. Mm. So that's your creative mind's coming to, to play in here. I'm not the only one that has a creative mind here. I don't let my creative juices flow very often, JR, but when I do, it's got a lot of passion behind it. I kind of like The Fiend. Like you don't show it very often, but when you do. Yes. <laughs> hear the squeak, whatever. But. All right, JR, that kind of sums up this podcast. We've uh, covered everything from stem to stern, WWE related this week, Clash of Champions, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, backstage, and even put our own little creative thoughts out there and what we'd like to see going forward. So that's going to do it for us. Next week uh, will be the 26th. It's actually my son's fifth birthday. Oh, happy and, birthday. Uh, we will actually be doing two different podcasts next week. Next week, we're going to be doing one that's going to involve uh, a superstar from the Women of Wrestling, WOW, on Axis TV by the name of Jesse Jones. Uh, we will be having that one. That one will probably be about a 15, 20-minute long podcast yep. that JR and I will do next week. Also, our same setup as we recap everything that happens. WWE throwing our own two cents in there to uh, let you know exactly how we feel things would, should go, would go, or whatnot, and uh, just a normal setup for that. Uh, but yeah, the little special podcast is going to happen next week. Also, we'll shout out on the bat. Also, want to mention the Chevy Man one more time. OBX Chevy, your official sponsor of WWE Mentality, who can put you in a Chevy. The Chevy Man Can, located at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk. Check them out online at obxchevy.com. Um, closing thoughts, Jr. Anything? We've got a new hosting site. We do have a new hosting new site. Hosting Talk site. about that for a minute. So, this hosting site is called Red Circle. It's going to allow us to put a lot of our content in a lot of different places. One of those different places that I've really tried to get us to would be YouTube. Okay. So, if anybody's listening out there, after this segment is done, after we get done uh, shooting our loud mouths off, <laughs> <laughs> which happens a lot, but. Yep. After we're done, we're going to upload it to Red Circle, and then from Red Circle, it will automatically distribute to our face or not Facebook page, our YouTube page called Team WWE OBX. So go over there to YouTube, hit subscribe, take a listen, and as far as I understand, it'll just be automatically there after we get done up- uploading our segment. So, okay. Yeah, new yeah. hosting site is going to allow us to do a lot of different things. It's going to get us out there a lot more, and it actually has the option 
for our fans that feel obliged enough to go and tip us. Oh, yeah, you we can, can get tips. We can get tips like servers. I feel like a stripper now. Well, I was gonna say servers. You went kind of dark there. My bad. It's kind of where my mind went. God. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna leave the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, th- this website's been pretty awesome. All the people behind the scenes that I've talked to, because I'm not really I'm really not computer literate. Um, they've helped me out a lot and in the past couple days have been awesome to work with so I can't we are both looking forward I think I can speak for both me and Justin that we are looking forward to uh, experiencing this new journey that we're on and as I said in our in my live feed on our Facebook page WWE Mentality that with success comes change so this is just one of the changes that's going to be happening in WWE Mentality world along with we are getting shirts, my friend. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. We are getting shirts. Are. And later on, we will get more. And then later on, we will give them out. Sale on the website. For sale, yeah. We will be, we're looking forward to uh, creating a website, too. That's yeah. going to be happening. So a lot of cool things happening. A lot of exciting things, as WWE always allows us to do. So Yeah. <laughs> the confines got to work with them. But you know what? We'll, we'll make the best of it. So, oh, right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Uh, we'll be back, as I said, next week with two different individual podcasts. JR, thank you again for all of your hard work and all the effort you put into this. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always a pleasure to sit in here with you and do this. And as we always like to say, keep slamming. And stay wonderful.